Hey Dragons, welcome to episode 21 of the podcast. This episode is with Randy McKenzie from Bilbo Bag Sportswear. Really great time talking to Randy. We had a lot of fun. It was my first time talking to her. Uh, I am currently recovering from San Diego Comic Con. That It is always such a trip, such a treat to go. I hope you guys enjoyed some of the pictures and some of the posts I did from there. I uh, hope you enjoyed all the crazy new trailers for all the crazy movies that are coming out. But they all look really, really good. Uh, on a personal note, I come back from San Diego. And of course, the news, the internet, everything trending is crazy, negative, violence, people being attacked. Um, just this this darkness that is that is currently surrounding us right now. So I just got to say, all you can do with that is be your own source of light in your own little corner of the world. You know, whoever you interact with, whoever you come in contact with, just make sure that you're bringing light into that area, you know. You, you can't control what other people do, but you can control your reactions and just be a force for positive because right now there's just not there's not a lot of that going on um anyways i'm always available if you want to share a story or chat or anything like that hit me up on twitter let me know if you you know give me an example of you being that light um and a source of light in my life is this podcast coming to you guys once a week talking about just shit we love nerd and fitness stuff um randy is just so she was so great to meet uh and talk to because it was she was that she was just this positive amazing person so if you can't find it anywhere else let this be your source of light today let this just shine a little happiness into into whatever's going on, whatever's got you down, if anything's got you down, and uh, enjoy. Again, hit me up anytime you need. In the basement, rolling dice, rolling dice. I'm a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind. Just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D. Welcome again, Dragons, to another episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. I am your host, Kenny Rotter. Today, we are going to mix our nerd and fitness culture with Randy Bilbo McKenzie from Bilbo Bags Sportswear. Randy, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. So, um, I've done a little bit of research about you, but I don't know very much about you. So why don't you tell me a little bit about you, and then everyone else can learn about you as well. Okay. Well, where do I start? Well, it started on a cold, balmy day. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, – oh, gosh. I have been in Phoenix, Arizona here for like the, for the past five years. I was originally born here, um, military brat, so we moved all over the world actually. And, um, I ended up back here, uh, kind of after moving around and did a 10 year stint up in the uh, Pacific Northwest area, moved back home about five years ago and, um, started 
working with my mom and the fitness industry and sportswear uh, company called Bilbo Bag Sportswear. And prior to that, I had, uh, you know, run several different businesses. Actually, I founded a uh, nonprofit organization that helped families and marriages in crisis. I've owned a um, fine art gallery in uh, downtown Olympia, Washington, which I transformed after a few years into a uh, performing arts and a music cafe and uh, ran that for a few years and uh, also had a couple several different side projects where I um, helped other entrepreneurs get their businesses off the ground from cleaning companies to landscaping companies to medical device sales. Um, you, you name it. I was um, kind of involved in a little bit of everything. So, wow, that's, that's very much, it sounds like you were very much a Jill of all trades. Yes. Yes. I have called myself that many a times. Um, it was actually the, like the bane of my existence. Like, why can't I just be like really good at one thing, you know? And, uh, it's just, I just had to essentially, um, come to terms with the fact that I was just good at a lot of things and just accept it and go, okay. Um, I just am a generalist, you know, and I just have a lot of general knowledge and that's not a bad thing. So it gave me a lot of, um, Op different opportunities to do things. I, you know, had an interior design company. I was a master builder. I was a Rotarian. I've done Street of Dreams houses fully remodeled. I've gotten lighting certified, and you know, I've done so much. It's just like, uh, you know, it's like I just being a generalist is my thing. Well, and that's excellent. And an entrepreneur, I guess. There you, know? you go. And yeah. real quick, when you said that you were a master builder, I immediately did a flashback to the Lego movie. Yes. I don't know if you – and I was like, <laughs> you can build amazing things with Legos. I need yes. – like, we need to hang out. <laughs> I know, right? I know because um, – yeah, because, you know, everybody uh, – what is it? It's like, this song is awesome. Oh, everything is awesome. <laughs> everything is awesome everything when, you're is cool when you're part of a team. <laughs> No, I know. Um, that's how it was, man. I, it, was, I actually, it was great. I just watched that uh, a few days ago. I was like, it's been a few months since I've seen this movie. I need to watch it again. I, so. I do that, too. I do that, too. I actually was doing that with um, one of my favorite movies was Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh. And I think I cycle around to that once every six weeks. I'll just throw it on and, you know, have it in the background and while I'm making dinner or something like that, you know. Yeah, and that's that's one of my ideal times to watch some of my favorite movies is when they are in the background. I'm doing something else. I'm cooking, doing chores. Yeah. Because I don't want to sit down for two, two and a half hours to watch a new movie if I'm going to be having to cook or having my attention taken somewhere else, you know? That is hilarious. I just said that the other night because my husband put on a movie I hadn't seen yet while I was cooking. I said, I can't do this. I cannot have a fresh movie that I've never seen on the television while I'm in here. I can't, you know, you're going to have to put on something else, you know? So, um, you know, he, uh, put on, um, what's the one with Gru? Oh, Despicable Me. Yeah. Despicable <laughs> Me, which is another time favorite. So that can be on the background because it's like, I, I know what's coming up. I can like recite the, some of the lines and you know what I mean? It's just in the background, but I cannot do it. I can't watch, have a fresh new movie on 
and not be sitting right in front of the television to watch it. It's just impossible. I think the theme that we're also getting from your movie selection is animated children's movie. Yes. <laughs> that would be. That would definitely be. <laughs> I mean, um, talked right about the Lego movie, alley. Cloudy with the Chains of Meatballs, oh, yeah. Despicable right. Me. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Yes, I, I really enjoy those movies. <laughs> Matter of fact, I enjoy them so much. Back in my 20s, I convinced my boss to let the office off early so that we could get to um, uh, to the movie theater to see Toy Story. So I I can he said, are you kidding me, right? And I'm like, no. It's like, we have to be there for this movie. I mean, this is like nothing that's been, ever been seen. I was like, I have to be there. And he literally let us get off work and go to the theater. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> I think that also uh, pulls into account your, your motivation and um... – leadership skills yes. <laughs> that you use in all that you've used throughout all the other things you've done in your life. Yes, totally. I don't know if it's motivated leadership skills or, or, or manipulation. I can't figure I can't. Sometimes I don't know how to decipher the two. I'm like, am I really manipulative or do I, people? I, can't, I, I don't know. I don't know. You have to decide on yourself. So have you seen <laughs> finding Dory yet? I have not. It is slated for this week, though, midday. I'm going to do a matinee on it with my uh, two nieces. Excellent. So, yeah. We, we, we were going to go last night, um, but we were. it was after dinner. It was hot, tired. We knew we were going to see it this week with the girls. So yeah. we just said, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll wait. So. And real quick before we move on too far, too far what are your thoughts on Toy Story 4? Oh, can't wait. I'm down. I, I'm just like, this is going to be. Okay. I like, I like your, I like your attitude towards it. I've met some people who are like, no, should have ended it at three. We're done here. I don't need to know any more that's going on. Really? And I'm like, I'm like, but if I think can... there's always room, you know? Yeah. If they can tell a good story, let yeah. them tell a good story. Exactly. But... Exactly. Um, I'm really, really just really quick. I just have to tell you this. I am on pens and needles. Cannot wait. I think I've mentioned it 101 different times that on July 8th, the secret life of pets. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to see that movie. My wife is super excited. That's, that's one of the movies that she would like. Normally we go to bed at like eight or nine o'clock at night. That's a movie she'd go to a midnight showing for. Perfect. She's I'm with you. Super excited for that. I just know I'm gonna I'm gonna be. It's it's just exactly what I do in my own life when I make up like commentary for my own animals. <laughs> so I can't wait to see what they come up with. You know, uh, we because yeah. I love full on conversations like I am my dog and I'm my dog talking. You know, so <laughs> it's I can't wait to see what they do. Well, and I was surfing uh surfing around the the website, the uh, Bilbo Bags website, and I yeah. saw that you guys do feature uh, yes. feature your dog. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's our uh, chief recreational officer. <laughs> so He's adorable. Isn't he hilarious? Oh, my gosh. He, I have so much fun with him. He literally is the coolest, most chill, laid-back dog ever. You know, he's my shadow, man. He just follows me everywhere, and he's like, he's just so good. He's so good. He's so stinking smart. Yeah. So, I, yeah. uh, 
I feel the same way. And what you were saying about having conversations as your pets. Yeah. Um, I work from home. Yeah, me so, too. Yep. So it's 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 literally me and our two dogs <laughs> for you know 24 hours a day. Yeah. And so I'm just like, <laughs> my, my wife wonders why I don't talk to the dogs when she gets home and I'm like because I need human conversation exactly exactly it's it's hilarious but yeah we've got like parallel lives going on right (laughs) Right? weird (laughs) so uh, we are nerd and uh, fitness podcast so tell us about one of your favorite heroes either fictional personal hero source of inspiration Right, right. Well, you know, um, right off the top of my head, I have to, I have to say it's my mom. And I know it's kind of cliche, um, but when it is what it is, then it has to be what it is, you know. Yeah. So um, definitely my mom, and she is a trooper and um, very inspiring woman, and just a hard worker, and just somebody that I have. You know, like in my teenage years as a kid and teenage and my early 20s kind of like took for granted, you know, I was too busy, like wrapped up in my own like drama of life that I didn't pay much attention to just how diligent she was with building this company and being a one woman show and saying, you not, you know, taking, taking, not taking no for an answer and just, um, you know, starting this thing from, I mean, she started in 1983 when I was a third grader, you know, like it didn't make any sense to me at the time. Um, but to know that she like is still in it today, like, you know, we're in it together today as you know, this, this many years later, you know, so that and her work ethic, oh my gosh, she runs circles around me. And so, um, I don't know. I'm just impressed, impressed that someone that remember how I was telling like earlier, I was just saying about like, uh, I'm a generalist, you know, I've got like, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. Well, she can sew and create and design. Like, I don't like, she just got that, that, that single thing. Like, like, man, you're great at, at stuff, but you are amazing at this one thing. Like I'm jealous, you know, like why can't I be great at something? You're just great, you know? And, um, I can't take that away from her. I can't, it can't be denied. Um, she's just phenomenal at what she does. And she's got a great big heart for people. And she, she, you know, she, uh, uh, she, uh, battled and conquered, uh, cancer in her early thirties. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really so young. I know, right? Um it's like to this day it's like she's still like that's still part of her life. Like she can't have certain foods, you know, and this, that and the other and you know, in her sixties now. And it's just like I remember kind of going, you know, going to some of her appointments and whatnot, but not fully understanding the the, the gravity of it, you know, like we're just going to a doctor's appointment, doop doop da 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 doop 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 because I was so young. You know, such a little kid. Um, but knowing that where she's come from and what she's like, like worked her life story and, oh yeah. So wholeheartedly, I, I, that's why I'm like, you know what? Definitely a hero of mine because, uh, she 
has never given up, you know, yeah. not one bit, not one time. She had one of her, I know she early started um, her whole shop that she worked out of got caught on fire from a electrical, like a uh, uh, plug that overheated and it was to, um, to a, uh, hooked to a heater and it just burned everything down to the ground. Oh yeah. It's horrible. I know. Right. And she was like, well, got to start over, you know? Yeah. And it didn't, I just, I, I remember she had it all set up and I like, had this little backyard, like in our backyard was this like a uh, guest house, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's where she worked out of. And that was her little studio and pff, burned it to the, it burned to the ground, man. And, uh, she was like, man, you know, that sucks. <laughs> she was sad of course, but you know, it's like, she didn't quit. She didn't quit. So definitely my hero. Yeah. It's like, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to just stop and give up or are you going to oh. just start moving forward? Are you going to take that next step? Yeah. I, I, I think you should, I think you can literally take like five minutes to just cry your eyes out. And then um, you just got to, like, pick yourself up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you dust yourself off and then, you know, put a plan in, put a plan in motion or something, you know, and that's what she did. Well, yeah, so. and, and it's one of those things where it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, what if that fire didn't happen, you yeah. know, but it did. We can yep. what if things to death. Yeah. You know, yeah. so let's deal with the here. Let's deal with the now. What can we yeah. do right now with what we yeah. have right now? Exactly. Exactly. I don't know what she did, but my first thing would have been call the insurance company. Yeah, because that was about, I think I was maybe about seventh or eighth grade at that point when that happened. So yeah. I remember, yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, she's definitely you know, someone to look up to and admire and, um, kind of, and, and to emulate, you know? So, yeah, that, yep. that, that kind of leads me into my next, next question, mostly because I already know your answer, but what? if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Yeah. Um, I like to know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, this, the idea of like being like omniscient and like, uh, having uh, wisdom about things, um, that would be awesome just so I could make like the right choices all the time or know what to do or what to say all the time or where to go or where to be or who's doing what. And who, what they're thinking and then what's going to be the next thing. Like if, you know, if you knew everything, like if you knew like the dot com era was going to happen before the dot com era happened, you know, um, just like just things like that, just, you know, that'd be a superpower. And then, um, if you knew there was going to be some disaster that would happen ahead of time, or if you had to make a decision about just anything and everything to me is like, ah, uh, yeah, that would be my superpower. I'd, I just want to know stuff. See, I, I would want to – I would use it kind of for selfish reasons, and I would be like, okay, based on what I know right now, <laughs> right. If, I, if I leave my house now, it's going to take me 20 minutes to get to work. <laughs> but if I leave my house in 10 minutes, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get to work. Right, you know? exactly. Then I'll be like, okay, so now that I know this – 
Yes. But then I could think, well, if I leave my house an hour from now, it's only going to take me five minutes to get... <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? See how, see how powerful that is? You know? It's like, I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to just be wise about things or to know things, you know? See, one of, one of my issues with knowing things, I would, I, part of me would also want to take it to a deeper level. Yes, of course. I would want to know why I do things. Like, mm. you know, you you ask, you ask everybody, what are the keys to a healthy lifestyle? And everybody right. knows the answer. It's diet and exercise. Right, right. Knowledge isn't really the issue because obviously everyone knows it's diet and exercise, but we still have kind of a health problem in this country. True. So what goes beyond knowing? And so I would like to know why people do things or why I do things. That is good. I, that has, I think it has a lot to do with being um, an introspective type person, which I am. Like I am one of those people that if something goes down or wrong or like I don't ever look to the other person to blame someone, I'm like, what did I do? How could I have done something differently? You know, I always kind of internalize things as to and get to that place of like why you do exactly what you said like why did I why did I do that like why am I constantly eating you know white cheddar popcorn when I know that it's not going to be good for me you know it's yeah. not going to get me to my goal and then you know I'll just kind of pick it apart or whatever and I'm like you know because I like to and you know and then I'm like okay great okay so <laughs> I'll just chalk it up because I like I think it tastes good I like it it's, <laughs> it's a comfort thing for me you know um sure. however you know whatever it rolls down to but no that's that's there's nothing wrong with that I think there's power in that because that's where people really find out how they tick and who they are and what they're about and they become really comfortable with who you are and you're able to kind of navigate through life without getting beat down all the time. Yeah. You know? Because point. me having asked that, asked that question a lot in a lot of different situations, I'm always looking to better myself. So if I'm not asking the whys about me, how would I, how would I get any better? Yeah. As a person, you know? Well, so it, that's really good. It's, it's, for me, it's always the why I do something is a good way for me to avoid doing it in the future or exactly. conversely why I want to do it again in the future. Yep. Yep. So yeah, smart. <laughs> smart. I'm all, I'm all for that. I, I, I don't understand the people that don't ask those questions about themselves that they're, they're the ones that are always blaming other people, blaming their circumstances or blaming something else, not looking at the outside sources for what, what's caused, the issue or the, you know, whatever it is instead of it themselves. And those people scare me because it's like, well, what did you, <laughs> what about you? <laughs> what did you, what part did you play in that role? You know, like what, where, what could you have done better? You know? Well, yeah. And the biggest, the biggest thing for me that kind of led to that transformation is I kept having really unsuccessful relationships mm -hmm. And it yep. was, and not just romantic relationships, but unsuccessful friendships, unsuccessful mm -hmm. uh, boss-subordinate relationships. Right. And it was like, it was very much like, I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm the common denominator. Yes, exactly. And that's when I started realizing, okay, I can't, I can't fix anybody else. <laughs> yes. 
And I'm not saying that I needed to be fixed, but right. I can, con- the only thing I can control are my actions and reactions. Yes. Oh my gosh. I swear to God, we're twins. This is weird. Twinsies. <laughs> Twinning right now. It's like majorly. <laughs> it's uh. like, you have no idea how many times I have said that. Like that is exactly, you just took the words right out of my mouth. You're like, you're reading from my handbook. Do you have something over there in your arsenal about me? Like a. That I don't know about because <laughs> that, I, that I did a complete thorough background check on you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much because it sounds like you have. It, it really does. Surprisingly, kind of creeping no. me out. Okay. Um, I actually try not to do too much research. <laughs> okay. Uh, mostly because then I spend too much time in my own head. Yeah. trying to get the conversation to go to a certain point and I'm just right. like no I can't do that I just need to be no. in the moment be in the moment oh my gosh but the, the fact that you said what you just said is just like I, I'm like ding 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 yes ding 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 yep you know like I have hands down you're, we're just we're talking the same language so that makes me happy oh yeah big do, time can, weird can we get a translator for my wife <laughs> you know, and my husband, please. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Okay. Love them. Like, love them to death. Yes. But sometimes it's just like, sometimes I'm just know, like, right? where, where, where's the disconnect? I know. I know. I know. But I think it takes the this these types of relationships that make them work. That's where they work. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Like, I feel like I learn from him and I darn well know he's learning from me because I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's excellent. But see, then I I go back and I realize that my wife is the way my wife is, and I love her to death. And so what am I going to do to change myself? Exactly. You know, to make it so that we're communicating properly or that we're both succeeding, that we're both happy. Yes. Yep. I do the same thing. Same thing. So funny. Man. Oh, man. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, Maynard. (laughs) <laughs> so what is one thing that you're into that other people might find surprising <sighs> okay so i i realized i had like a couple kind of geeky things that i'm into um i don't know if they're geeky i think they're freaking cool all right I got, i'm gonna take that right I, they are not geeky these are the <laughs> coolest things I, I think everybody should be into them um I am into watching a lot of uh, like shows like The Voice and um, like American Idol when it was on. And I've actually been to several of the American Idol concerts back when they they first came on. Like I literally got tickets and had to go see them perform um, and have the t-shirts. <laughs> and um, so, and and I honestly feel like I am really good friends with. Um, with um Adam Levine and <laughs> um <laughs> with Pharrell Williams like from I just really feel like we're friends you know and like I just tune in to like kind of joke around with them and and like really critique the singers together um so I spend a lot of time watching these shows and as I turn it on I feel like I'm just hanging out with my buddies you know um another thing I really dig is DJing like listening to DJ mixes and music and like kind of like figure out how I would put the, put the songs together and um, you know, how I would mix something if I heard, if I can get these two songs and these two beats to work and whatnot. So 
I don't know. I, I don't think people, a lot of people know that about me. You know, it's like, like I'm, it's kind of a secret, you know, that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually playing. I've just matter of fact, got my, uh, my friend of mine from junior high school, uh, we're on Facebook and he's a DJ. And so I was like, yo, I'm looking to get some, my own setup, you know, like, can you kind of give school me on like everything I'm going to need, you know? And he just pinged me back today and was like, yeah, I've got some turntables for sale and this, that, and the other. And, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll hit him back up later and, um, see what he's got going. But I'm having my birthdays coming up next month and I'm thinking this is going to be a good gift and it'll be a way to like zone out and be creative in a different space. Oh yeah. That's, you know, and that's a, I think that's really cool that you recognize that sometimes you do need to have that creative outlet, you know? Yeah. 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 That isn't have to do with like, there's no transacting going on, you know, like no one's paying me to be creative. It's like, I'm going to just like go over here and I'm going to just go into my space and go into my zone and just like crank up the music and just start mixing and DJing and just having fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait. And <laughs> don't feel like you're alone when you turn on something and you feel like you're friends with the people you're watching. <laughs> Um, okay. since I've been podcasting and since I've been listening to podcasts, yeah, I will listen to other people's podcasts that I discover and the, we'll just be so in sync Yeah. That while I'm listening to it through my headphones, I will respond to the conversation, <laughs> the pre-recorded conversation that these people are having. Right. right. And then I get mad because I'm like, why aren't you guys listening to me? <laughs> why don't Why aren't you responding to me? Why are you ignoring me? That's awesome. That's so awesome. And... Yeah, I have like I'm looking at my phone right now. I literally have 348 missed episodes of podcasts that oh I need gosh. to listen to because I was so into it for a while, and I would just like listen to these guys that would talk about finance. There's these two guys like in some apartment in New York that would just talk about finances and stuff and like how to invest. But they were like they but they would always talk about one of them was always drinking a beer, a different type of beer each show. And I was just like, I would always want to listen in to see which beer he was going to be having, you know, while we were talking about like investing and the marketplace and all that stuff. And I would literally did, I would get the same thing going. They would just crack jokes and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. You know what I mean? And then like, they can't hear me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I totally get it. I totally get it. Uh, You get like sucked into like certain personalities and you know, it's just like these guys have no clue that I'm over here driving, you know, on the 10, (laughs) totally having this conversation with them. Right. Right. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. But I do have to get caught up on those. <laughs> um, I recommend teach yourself to listen to them uh, slowly but surely in double speed. What? Really? That's possible? I So I started listening to podcasts, and then I realized I wanted to listen to more and more podcasts, but I just didn't have enough time during the day. Right. So I started listening to them at like 1.25 speed for like – a week or two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Then I bumped it up to one and a half speed. Okay. Then I bumped it up a little more, then a little more. 
and now I listen to podcasts at double speed. Wow. And because I've trained my ear, they don't sound like chipmunks to me. Right. Uh, so this must be a setting inside of the podcast player that I yes. can adjust somewhere. Okay. Yes. I use one called pod kicker. I don't know. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't know what apps other people are using. I don't even know if, um, iTunes has that option, but it's, it's a great way to save time and you get to absorb more content. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Right. That is an excellent idea. I'm telling you. It, Thank you for that tidbit and right. trick. Hence why I love podcasts because <laughs> I always get some kind of tip or trick out of a podcast. There you <laughs> so. go. Yep. All right. So, uh, you do work in the fitness realm. Bilbo Bags is a it's a, it's sportswear. Um, I I but before we get to Bilbo Bags, I want to ask what's your current attitude towards fitness? Oh man, okay, yeah. Right now, I'm kind of like I've I've been in this in the fitness industry and around fitness since I was a kid. My mom being a racquetball player and everything, so I've been in and out of gyms and all over. And I've I've had a plethora of trainers and nutritionists and meal plans um, for years and years and years and years and decades and decades and decades. And as of three weeks ago. Uh, it's funny that this could is the question being asked. But as of three weeks ago, I just was like, you know what? Screw it. Like I am going to just go back to like the basics. And like I'm a grown woman that's, you know, 40 years old that knows right from wrong when it comes to eating food at this point in my life. I mean, back, okay, back in the 80s and 90s, nobody knew that you couldn't eat a box of Twinkies and you were going to get fat. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, food was just different, right? And, yeah. like, you could, like, McDonald's was, like, everybody was lined up getting fish sandwiches and, like, you know, Arby's and all that stuff. And it was, like, the rage, right? Nobody knew the health risks that were involved back then. Well, we're fully aware. There's a lot more resources and information. And, I mean, it's almost – it's overwhelming, hence – my almost rebellion <laughs> against <laughs> like rebelling against like wanting any more in, to be inundated with any more tips or, you know, 10 ways to have flat abs or, you know, four exercises you should be doing, you know, on a daily basis. Like I'm, I'm like overloaded. So I've just decided, you know what? I'm done. I know right from wrong. I know that I cannot live off of Taco Bell or, you know, Ho-Ho's and Wim Wams and Zim Zams and Zoomies and all those things. You know what I mean? Like you just can't live off that. So eat, you know, what's good, you know what you shouldn't have. And since I sit most of the day, go exercise, you know, like if I, I'm just like, just trying to use like this basic, basic, basic knowledge just to stay healthy versus complicating it with, you know, a fish diet versus, you know, should I be doing paleo versus macro versus, 
you know, Mediterranean. I, I don't even, I can't even keep up, you know, yeah. I can't keep, I can't keep up. I'm just, I'm just so like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna eat what I, I know to be a good clean meal. And then I'm going to work out to whatever capacity I feel like working out. And I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's simple, <laughs> short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah, that's it. That's that's my theory right now. That's my approach. That's my attitude. That's my current attitude <laughs> towards fitness right now. You know, I'm not somebody that's like, you know, I service the people that are in bodybuilding competitions and they're, you know, they're putting their body to the test and to the extreme and all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know what? I'm, I'm not that girl. I'm the creative. I'm the one, you know, watching animated cartoons all day long. And I'm what I'm the one, you know, creating things and the artist and, you know, the musician. And I have been since I was a kid. And it's like, I just was never an athlete. I was yeah. just never an athlete. That was not my thing. I think I got a participation medal for softball, <laughs> like way back when. And other than that, I've just kind of been like, go to the gym, you know, eat whatever I wanted, blah, blah, blah. And then that's it. And I tried doing the whole training for show thing. And, um, that's, I, it's not, I'm not cut from that cloth, just not cut from that cloth. So I'm just going to take it back to the basics. That, that works. Fruits, veggies. Exactly. You know, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Why? And I eat when I'm hungry. I don't, I, you know, I'm not, I, I just, I'm not, I can't eat every three hours. I can't do it. Yeah. It's, it's just, no, no, no. It, it's, I've, I've done the eating every three hours and don't get me wrong. I love it because <laughs> I get to eat. Yes. But it's like my Sundays were solely devoted to meal plan, meal prep. Yeah. I've, I've done it. I've Tup- done it too. Yeah. Tupperware everywhere. Yep. Um, yep. so yeah. But, been there, done that, and I like now I, I like I got to a point where I open the cover of the fridge and I'm like I hate food and I just <laughs> shut it and I walk away. You know what I mean? I like I hate food. I'm like is there? I wish I could just drink everything. You know, like I just throw it. Everything I do is in a blender, which I could. You know, <laughs> or wrap everything in a tortilla. That's it. Just oh. any, every meal wrapped in a tortilla would be fantastic, and it can be done. I could have a breakfast burrito. I could have a turkey wrap for lunch. And I could have a chicken burrito for lunch or for dinner. You know what I mean? So it is possible. But plus, it might save you on silverware because you're not using knives and forks. Thank you very much. It's extremely portable. (laughs) And, you know, can you eat it on the run? You can eat it on the run. It balls right up and you throw it away. You know what I mean? When you're done, your wrapper, you just, you just got one little thing right there. You're just one little piece of trash. And I'm, I'm, see, you went with like traditional things that are served in tortillas. Yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, I'll just take my steak and barbecue sauce, wrap it up in a tortilla. Oh, you could. my chicken teriyaki bowl, dump it into tortilla. Do it. Yes. That's, <laughs> I mean, why not? Right? I'm like thinking I would totally do it. I would totally do it. I think everything should be, could either be um, drinks, you could drink it, or wrap it in a tortilla. That would be <laughs> ideal for me. And uh, so Every mo- meal. Mostly <laughs> – Mostly again because I know the answer to this. Uh, would we wrap your favorite cheat meal in a tortilla? <laughs> Heck yeah! And tell everyone out there what your favorite cheat meal is. Oh, oh my gosh, I have so many. Um, <sighs> macaroni and cheese with bacon. 
<laughs> so good. It is. And like with four cheeses or something, you know, like oh, a yeah. four cheese mac and cheese, that would be good. Uh, and then like just loads of bacon and, and maybe some chicken in there, but that's kind of like healthy, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I would, I may opt not to have the chicken in there. Um, <laughs> but if they threw like breadcrumbs on it, that would be good. <laughs> you know? Oh, I can't even deal. I can't even yeah. deal. See, yeah. my thing was I loved mac and cheese. Um, and it was always, I always used it. It was like, Every other week, once a month, whatever, I would go out, restaurant, have the really nice, you know, okay. gourmet mac and cheese stuff. Mm-hmm. Then my wife and I moved. We got busy. We're trying out a ton of new restaurants. I moved from Phoenix to L.A. Right. So trying out all these new restaurants. And everyone nowadays has, like, some crazy mac and cheese thing on their on their menu. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm just like, oh, what well, went from a once a month treat <laughs> right. is like, oh, three, four times a week. Hello, mac and right. cheese. Yes. Oh, so next thing you know, you're like cheating every day, you know? Right. And, it's and, like and now you're in a me. relationship with this <laughs> mac and cheese. You're not even cheating on it anymore. I have, you know? I have married the mac and cheese and yeah. I have dumped my healthy lifestyle. <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly. You've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone too far. Bring it back. Do you have a favorite mantra or motto? Um, Yeah, I do, actually. I have had this in my life since I was a teenager. Um, Way back when in design school, um, so I was maybe 17, 18 years old or so, I came up with um, a life motto for myself. Um, and it's pretty easy. It's going to keep it simple yet effective. And I put it as my tagline when I got my first Yahoo account, which I still have from when Yahoo entered the world, entered the world, <laughs> you know, that was like my thing. It was on my, my first set of business cards that I ever had. I've just used it. Just, I've never gotten rid of it. And it's just like, it just reminds me to not um, overthink things because I can be that way (laughs) or I can completely get caught up in the details and overthinking. And, um, I had to tell myself in design school, uh, back then was, uh, just to keep it simple. And then I, it didn't, couldn't stop there because when you're doing design, it had to still do its purpose. So you can strip something to some, to its, its simplest form, but was it solving the problem? You know, was it effective? Um, so that is where I got that from. I just developed it for myself and said, you know what, keep it simple yet effective. Okay. If you can do those two things, then I felt like I was on the right track. Excellent. That's the goal. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Now, before we get into Bilbo Bags, I want to just ask you a little bit of current events. What did you do this week to work out Nerd Out? Oh, to work out, nerd out this week. Okay. Oh, well, my goodness. I went to the gym this morning, very early before the heat struck. Yes. <laughs> so, Good. Good. Yes. Everyone yes. in Phoenix listening to this. Yes. Like, I went very early. It was about 6 a.m. Oh. Yeah. got there, and I uh, usually work out with my husband. We go really early in the morning and uh, knock it out, and... You know what? Today, I just, we were walking in like we normally do, and he's like, So we usually 
partner together, you know, like I'll do a set, he does set, you know, and I used to just follow him around and do whatever he's doing. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm doing back and biceps today. And he's like, really? He's like, well, I did that last, just last week at the end of the week. So I'm doing chest and I'm like, all right, have fun. Good luck. Peace out. <laughs> do your thing. You know what I mean? So he's yeah. like, okay. So I did my own workout in the gym while he was there and, um, killed it, you know, crushed it, <sighs> but you know, did my whole back thing. I only had to go over to him one time and ask him for one more back exercise. Cause I had no idea what I was doing. Um, <laughs> but he was nice enough to let, get, give me a couple pointers and where to go next. So yeah, I did good. I actually gave myself a really good workout to, this morning. Excellent. Nice job. All on my own. <laughs> Phenomenal. Thank you. All right. And all right. So, Bobo Bag Sportswear. Tell yes. us what it is. Tell me what it is. Well, okay. So Bilbo Bags is primarily a competition suit making company. So when I say that, when I say competition, I mean bodybuilding competition, fitness competition, um, you know, kind of a niche market or the, or the competitors out there who obviously have to go on stage wearing something. They can't be naked. So somebody's making what they're wearing. And so we're a company that custom makes the, um, the bikinis, the figure suits, the posing trunks, the, the physique shorts that the men and women athletes are wearing on stage to showcase their physiques in front of judges and uh, we provide that type of apparel. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the pictures on the uh, spotlight section of your website. And these yeah. suits are gorgeous. Thank you. Like, yeah, we do our best. You, to you do. definitely don't go in the pool or ocean with these. No, no, no. no. These are definitely for the stage. Yeah, definitely for the stage. Or poolside. <laughs> there you go. That's you know, but no, you don't want to. They're costumes. They're considered in the they're in the same realm of costumes because you can't go in the pool. So they're not swimsuits, right? Yeah. Um uh especially the ones that are you know, covered in Swarovski crystals and bedazzled to the to the T. You don't want to put those in, you know, fresh water or salt water or anything like that. So yeah. Or chlorine or anything. So, yeah. I'm going to need to talk to you about some of the some of the competitors and what shows you've been a part of. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, because there's so many photos on your website. Yeah. Wow. That's not even, like, that's just, that's a very small fraction of, like. Yeah, I'm sure. Like 1% of 1% of the photos that I actually have um, that made it to the website. So, I I would need I would need like four, four like a four man team of photo editing production people to uh, <laughs> you know strictly work on day in and day out with all the photos from all the shows over you know twenty years worth of um yeah, I'm sure designing and creating suits so yeah that's nothing yeah. but but it but it is something but it's it's not not everything how did you get involved in this how did your this was started by your mother right. Yes, yes, it certainly was. Um, she started the company, well, she started sewing, like I said, in the early 80s, and Bilbo Bags came into, 
to being as, cause she was a racquetball player and she was always in the gym with the guy, you know, and uh, traveling around the world, um, playing racquetball and she was a seamstress. And so she was making all of the, um, bodybuilder, the big guys were wearing all the baggy clothes, you know, they had nothing that would fit them. It was like, yeah. So Bilbo Bags was born. It was like she had the baggy pants and the big baggy shirts for all the monster guys, you know, that were in the gym back then in the 80s, all the bodybuilders. And then um, years pass and transitions and, you know, federations start and different divisions start developing and, you know, inter- being introduced into the uh, fitness world. And uh, she got into designing like uh, one of her first uh, competition suits. And so here in the Valley, you know, uh, back in, I think it was like 90, I would say 92, 93, somewhere in there. And um, from there, being that it was such a new thing, um, and there was really no one else in the Valley doing it, it kind of just word of mouth, just like, where do you go? I want to compete. Who do you, who made your suit? How'd you get that? Where'd you go? You know? And it just started spreading, um, to go check, you know, go talk to Norma, Norma Bilbo, Bilbo bags. You know, she had a store on 59th Avenue in Peoria here in the Valley. And you know, that's where just everybody started coming, you know? Yeah. So fast forward, you know, I was kind of involved in the background. I was in the Northwest at the time but I was still doing stuff remotely. Like I'd fly back and help her with booth spaces at the shows and whatnot. And, um, I would, uh, do design work and, and things like that for logos or business cards and things that she needed and things like that. And then, uh, five years ago, um, decided to move back to the Valley and kind of had a clean slate in life. Just like, okay, what am I, what do I want to do? You know? And, so I had all this, I had all this experience and all these other businesses and yeah. all these other things. And, you know, I'm like, I can pretty much figure out anything. So, um, I was like, you know, I started kind of just shadowing my mom a little bit and seeing what was going on with in her business. And boy, there was a lot of room for like a person like myself that had a lot of general knowledge and definitely, um, enjoyed operations or I had, a, I had many operation titles in my life. Um, so to come in and to put systems in place and, and kind of, um, get the business running like a well-oiled machine was right up my alley. So it was taking like all this paper. My mom was kind of stuck with the in paper land, you know, and yeah. just, you know, but she was a one woman show. She was doing it the way she knew how to do it. It was working for her, but I, I could see a lot of areas of opportunity to, you know, um, better the operations of the business. So I took that on and she was very thankful for that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just able to get a lot of things off her plate so she could focus on what she's really good at. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much how it all meshed together and being in my background in design, which is graphic design and I have masters in business and having run and started several businesses in my lifetime, it just made, it was a perfect fit. You know, I was like, this is great. It's creative and it's analytical all at the same time, which speaks right to my strong points. So, yeah, excellent. And 
by any chance do you know if you guys are going to be in person at any bodybuilding competitions coming up? Um, yes, we will definitely be at the, um, the Felicia, Felicia Romero classic here in Phoenix. Um, the MPC one that's in November. Okay. And, um, that is, I think our final one for the year. Yeah. That one there. And we may do one before that. If, um, if some, I don't know, if we're trying to get out of state, uh, do some things in different marketplaces. And so we just haven't penned that yet, but that's, it's definitely slated for next year. So. Okay. And any, any help we can do to help you guys with that, we'll be more than happy to. So you let me know. Fantastic. Thank you. All right. Okay. So say I'm a competitor and I'm, I'm in the market for a new competition suit. Where can I find you guys? What's the experience like for me? Oh, yeah. So we are located in downtown Phoenix, uh, right in the central corridor there um, called Roosevelt Row. And it's right in the arts district and really cool neighborhood. Um, lots of creatives in the area and lots of cool art galleries and things to do when you're down there. So we have a really nice location that's easy to get to right off the, um, the I 10 and seventh street and central location. And, um, when people, what we do since we're, you know, custom suit makers, um, essentially we do everything by appointment only. So we have like private consultations, like one-on-ones with our clients to, kind of, you know, build their suit, like build their dream suit and make sure um, the fits right and the color and go over the type of crystals to use and the designs and all of that stuff. So they, every, each client gets about an hour of time where we go over all of those things and even do, you know, shoe fittings, just find just you know, put the right, right uh, competition suit together for uh, the competitor. Okay. And so if I'm, if I'm beginning, you guys are kind of, if I'm, if I'm a begin, if I'm a novice bodybuilder, you guys are kind of helping me each step of the way, figuring out what apparel I'm going to be wearing. Yes, definitely. We get a lot of beginning people actually that come in and don't have a clue where to begin and where to start and how to, how to, um, take, you know, how to, put together their outfit and whatnot. So we just start by putting them into one of our suits and, and building off of that and just kind of, you know, customizing it to their body, their body type and their, uh, their measurements and their, their, their size, you know, their size also, um, you know, looking through designs or we come up with a, a custom designs just for them to suit their personality and their style. And we, um, just work through all the little details of it all. And people just think it's like, it's, you know, it's, oh, it's just a suit. It's like, well, it's almost like what people kind of um, equate it to is picking a wedding dress, you know, it's like coming in and uh, really going through each and every, you know, detail of uh, the suit design and, and making it like special. It's like their special day. And so it's a lot of fun, you know, sitting there designing it all and putting, putting like the connectors and the stone colors and the fabric colors. And so it's a lot of fun. And so real quick, people are sitting down with you and while maybe the fabric or the color is used for more than one person, but you're essentially completely designing 
the cut, the yep. the design of the stones that are used. Yep. And I yep. think that's actually really important because, first of all, every, anyone who's competed knows that you have your strengths and your weaknesses and your body parts that you want to highlight and body parts yeah. that you want to draw attention away from. Right. And yeah. the cut and shape and possibly even the color of a suit yep. can totally accomplish that. that. Yep, you got it. It totally does. Um, there's you know, people that are maybe not as endowed in their chest area that maybe need an extra little bit of help there, you know, or their butt or their glutes aren't as um, defined and conditioned as they like. So we were able to, you know, manipulate the cut a little bit to make it look like they are, you know, and um, so it is, it's entirely important what, to have a suit customized for your body rather than, you know, borrowing your girlfriend's suit or your friend's suit, you know, kind of a thing and hoping it works because every body is different, literally, like every body is different, you know? So uh, having that added customization makes a world of difference when it comes to presenting uh, yourself on stage and what the judges are in and really being in tune to what the judges are looking for, which is, you know, your overall presentation. Yeah. And I, you guys have been in business for a while. Yeah. About 23 years. Yeah. Do you know how many different competitors, clients you guys have had over that amount of time? I would, I, I don't have a pinpointed number. I honestly would have to say it's got to be in the thousands, you know, like just from last year alone was like, you know, 650 to 700 clients, I believe that we're seeing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's just in one year. So put that, just put that into 20 years, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, yeah, there's been so many, and that's just maybe the ones that we saw, like, ones that are outside of the country and outside of the state. Yeah. It's been thousands on thousands. Yeah. And, and people can meet with you and maybe do a phone consult or. Yep. Okay. Sure can. So here's how we actually do that. We have the ability to do what we call online consultations. And so via our website, um, people from outside of the Phoenix market can just click on that, fill out the online consultation form, comes right to us. And within 24 to 48 hours, we are on the phone with them discussing the details of their suit and going over the order. We ship the suits out. We put it in production. We ship the suits out uh, about seven to no, it's about 10 to 14 days prior to the show. Um, that that suit is going to be is that that suit's being made for so that they get to them in time and there by any chance uh, some alteration that needs to be done we have plenty of time to handle that with the mail system and everything that that, that else uh, that's involved in that so yeah it works great you know we work off of photos measurements um, seems it's it's been a flawless system thus far. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yep. That sounds it sounds very uh, boutique, hands on, high quality product, and what everyone's getting is this unique, one of a kind, mm-hmm. like you said, wedding dress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for their big day, right? Their debut. Yeah. So, 
And every time, regardless if somebody's, it's their first time or their fifth time, it still feels like, you know, it's a big day. It's a big show because you don't know who's going to, who's going to show up, right? It could be the day you're going for nationals. You're going to go pro. You're going to, it could be the suit that's for, you know, getting you a first place win or an overall win, you know? So no matter what, it's like I said, the first or the fifth or the hundredth show you've done, every, everybody's just um, excited about that day, about getting their suit made, you know? Everybody like typically says it just got real, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the process just got real once the suit design. So by any chance, do you know, are there any athletes that you are the exclusive provider for? Like they're like, even if it's not official or like sponsored or whatever, but they're like, no, Bilbo bags, these, this is the oh, suit yeah. I'm going to wear all the time. Oh yeah. I've, we've got several like that actually, um, off the top of my head. I think, you know, Tanya Klein just has always, uh, worn Bilbo bags and doesn't go anywhere else. And every, she's, you know, got three pro cards and three federations and sports model bikini, you know, she's, that's, she's always worn our suits. Um, I can also think of another gal named Lindsay Matthaus that, that, um, also just, that's that she tells people that's the only place we're the only suit designer she'll ever use. So that's so pretty cool. Excellent. Yep. There's plenty of others out there, but that's just a name <laughs> drop. That's just a name drop a couple, you know? <laughs> okay. We're all about people name dropping on this podcast. <laughs> that's funny. Yep. So um, just because like I've, I've explained to you that I, I just kind of got into, being a spectator of professional mm. bodybuilding mm-hmm. and competing. And so the I, I, I'm aware of the big competitions, you know, the Arnold Classic, uh, the Olympia in Vegas every September. Um, yeah. Ha- have your suits made it there? Oh, I want to – yeah, they actually have. Um, they've made it to the Olympia stage in uh, – for – Women's physique, physique athlete Julia Forey just got her um, on the was on the Olympia stage. She was in the amateur section though, okay. but got her pro card for that. Oh, excellent! Yeah, congratulations to her. Yeah, yeah. So, and she's actually one of our athletes out of um, Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. So she was one of the, was she a, did she fly out to meet with you guys mm-hmm. in person or was it an online thing? Online. There you go. That's yep. Online. It, I love technology. Isn't it awesome? Like, just makes things so easy and so just, you're able to do that. Yeah. It kind of brings like, uh, makes the world a smaller place. As big as it is, it's like you can still, you can just easily connect with people. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you're just right there. You know, you're just a screen away. You're click away, you know, from uh, building a relationship with somebody and, you know, partnering with them and being part of their journey, their life journey in the fitness arena. So it's really cool. For sure. Real quick, just in case anybody missed it, it's on I-10 and 7th Street. Do you want to give out the address? Yeah, it's uh, 610 East Roosevelt Street, um, Suite 149. And that's uh, Phoenix, Arizona. It's like right across roads are I-10 and 7th Street. Excellent. Or Roosevelt and 7th Street once you get off the 10. So, yeah. And I love that area. That's just a fun area. It is. It is. It's been, I mean, we're right there for Arts Walk. First, you know, first Friday, 
first and third Friday happens right in front of our right in front of our place. It's packed. It's it's hopping. I mean, it's just so much fun. You know, the creativity down there is just amazing. Yeah, downtown Phoenix has really taken it up a notch, and I'm I'm really glad that you guys are a part of it. That's really cool. Oh yeah, and it's getting better. Like the the amount of construction that's going on right now, the building and the growth and the the just beautifying the entire area and just making it a destination point right now is unreal. Like it's give it, I don't know, Phoenix moves so fast in their construction projects that I mean, thinking like three to six months, it's, it's a whole nother place. It's going to be, it's amazing what they're doing down there right now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. A lot of good, a lot of good projects going on right now. A lot of new growth. Is there anything else people need to know if they're looking for a custom competition suit maker? Well, if they're look to call us, you know? <laughs> if they have any further questions, we'll be more than happy to answer them. So, okay. so, um, yeah, just to give us a call, reach out. We can, we, you know, you can reach us through our website um, and we'll respond there. You can give us a call. You can stop by. So we got the address. People yep. can also get a hold of you guys. BilboBags.com. And what's the phone number if they want to give you all a call? Uh, 623-910-2022. Excellent. You have another clothing company. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I have nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, I don't have a whole lot going on in my life. So I thought, hey, I'm not doing anything for the next 10 minutes, why don't I start another clothing company? Um, so yeah, Phoenix Thread Company just launched uh, two days ago, actually, um, on Saturday at, uh, here in Phoenix. And my husband and I actually have taken on this project together, doing our own thing and kind of bringing our design style and sense along with our love for Arizona and um our our heart for helping people mm-hmm. into one big company that's a Arizona lifestyle company and we um have pretty much found a found like a gap in the marketplace for um apparel that had good design that spoke to having pride for being from Arizona you know it's like for some reason, there's a lot of California shirts here in Arizona. I don't get sure. it, but, <laughs> you know, you see the California shirts and the New York shirts and, you know, that kind of a thing. And there wasn't a lot, there's hardly any, anything in the marketplace that had good design that was so focused on Arizona. And I'm like, I love it here, man. This is like, I can't believe I left for 10 years. It's like, what was I thinking? I was like yeah. in prison. I did a, you know, a bit and freaking Northwest and got out of there, got let out and <laughs> came right back, you know? And so, um, as designers, we put our heads together and thought, you know, thought of some designs that we'd want to wear. So, you know, and it's like, well, if we'd want to wear it, maybe there's other people out there that want to wear it too. And at the same time, we, as a company, because, um, we kind of, we kind of have this like I don't know what it is. Like we're, we're just kind of like snobby about like our charity, I guess, because, um, we go to, you ever go to a store, like you're at, I don't know, like Safeway or some grocery store or, you know, department store. They're like, 
would you like to donate $2 to, you know, you know, the red cross for this, that, and the other, I'm like, no, why can't the red, you know, like, why can't, you know, best buy like, or some huge company just give them the money. Like why do they have to take two more dollars from me when they make bazillions of dollars and could give it right to the red cross themselves? (laughs) You know what I mean? And it just kind of bugs me like that. That's, it's like corporate, you know, when corporate America tries to like nickel and dime another $2 out of me to do like their socially consciousness, you know, when they're just completely not socially conscious, you know, it kind of like what we were talking about before we started recording. Yeah, I know. I, I totally feel you on that one. Yeah. So we were just, it kind of just bugged us. And so we're just like, you know what? We as a company with Phoenix Dead Company will be giving you know, our, 10% of our profit, you know, our money to grassroots nonprofit organizations that are actually doing something good on the ground level here in Arizona, you know? Yeah. So, um, that was big for us. We were just like, we've got to just, if, if we're doing good, we need to be doing good for others, you know? Yeah. So, their tagline is actually do something good. And I always tell people, I'm like, Hey, I don't care what you do. Just do something good. All right. Just figure it out. I've, I've been trying to, one of the things I've been saying lately on again, because we're the same person um, is (laughs) I don't care what you love. I just want you to love more of it. Oh yeah. We're right in the same vein again. Yeah, I don't, I don't care what people do. I just want them to do something good. Exactly. You know, whatever that's, good you want to do, just do more of it. Exactly. So we're right there with you, and that's exactly what this company is about. And um, we were just fortunate to be able to partner with the Downtown Tempe Authority and um, with that particular foundation. And they, we have like a, a particular T-shirt sales. Our love um, T-shirt goes ten percent of all those sales go straight to them, and, and they they. Uh, pass it straight to no, nothing taken off the top, nothing going on, um, goes right to five organizations that help with homelessness in Tempe. And, um, these five organizations were vetted by talking with people on the streets who are homeless and asking them who helps you the most. And we, and they vetted them out and came up with these five organizations that our money is going to. So, that's we are really excited. That's excellent. All right. I only have you for 10 more minutes, so got to oh, go through the rest fast. of this. Okay. Yeah, got to go through kind of the rest of this kind of fast. Sure. But I do want to say I am looking at the Phoenix Thread shirts right now, and they're pretty badass. I love them. I'm probably going to pick up a couple. Awesome. So, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have a go-to uh, nerd or fitness resource that helps you with your fitness goals? Oh yeah, big time. And I've I've actually posted on Facebook a couple times, but um, it's called Fit Radio, and it is literally like an entire database of like DJs that mix music, and they mix it at different speed beats per minute. So if I wanted something that was you know 130 beats per minute, because I'm just gonna do a walk on the treadmill. Um, I could find a mix at 130 beats per minute and it's like DJed out, like oh, just like I'm awesome. in, the, I'm in the club. You know what I mean? Like somebody, I'm yeah. like listening to professional DJs that put music together and they do it in, in like 40 different genres. 
Oh, that's really cool. I'm definitely yeah, going to so check then that I could out. Just, yeah, I could just say, you know what? I want to hear uh, hip-hop today. And it'll be like, it'll just, I, I have like hundreds and hundreds of DJ mis- mixes to, to choose from. Or I want to hear, um, gosh, you know, Top 40 or Trap or EDM or House or, you know, like all these different genres that yeah. of music and they're all DJ mixed, which is awesome. Or I can just pick a DJ. Like I'm, I'm into, you know, certain DJs I'll pick, I'll, I'll listen to all the, the mixes they put together, you know? Okay. Yeah. It's cool. Very cool. It's cool. And I'll include links to that app, uh, along with the show notes and cool. where can people connect with you either via Bilbo bags or Phoenix thread company? Yeah, we're on the major, uh, social media networks such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. So, um, Phoenix Thread Come is a baby. It's a baby, uh, you know, baby network right now, but it's, you know, we're tending to grow it. And, um, you can get, so Phoenix Thread Co. could be at Phoenix, which is PHX Thread Co. Um, and Bilbo Bags is at Bilbo Bags with two G's. So it's B I L B O B A G G S A Z for Arizona. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And, and we both have websites. They both have websites. Yeah. So phoenixthreadco.com and bilbobags.com. Excellent. And we will both include those in the show notes. And to cap things off, what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening? Oh, um, you know what? Listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone should listen to podcasts. I think they are, um, they're great resource. There's so much out there. There's so much great information to keep you motivated, to to help you learn things you didn't already know in any area like of interest that you can possibly think of. Um, like I said, I was listening to stuff on investing and finances. I've got podcasts on just there's one great one called One Simple Thing, and the guy like literally just talks about one simple thing a day, like you can do to improve your life, just to be better, you know. Um, so I'm, I think everybody should, uh, do some research on things that interest them outside of their, uh, outside of their, outside of their just basic day to day life, the things they possibly can't maybe this, they dream about doing or have interest in and, and just start listening to what other people are doing and they get their tips and tricks and, um, you know, like just learn, just learn. You know, improve your business, improve your relationships. And I don't know, I even got like learn how to speak Spanish apps, you know, like podcasts and stuff like my podcast, like in my car, sometimes it's like, hola, and I get in my car and it just chimes in and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to learn Spanish now, you know? So it's like, I love it. So you can't, you can't go wrong, you know? And, and going on that theme of improving yourself, learn something, uh, if people spent, one hour a day reading about their chosen field or a field they wanted to excel in yep in one hour a day yeah so that's that's not a uh that's not a small commitment but it's what four percent of your day i know right yeah uh they would be a worldwide expert in seven years really yeah that's impressive and, and to think to think if if instead of listening to music each time you went to the gym for that hour, I think you could you could you could multitask that hour. You could be working out 
and listening to oh, yeah. something that is regarding your business during that hour. Oh, absolutely. Um, for as much as people go to the gym, my gosh, you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so true. Right? And so that is, that's good to know. That's yeah. real information. One hour a day. It's all it takes. All it takes. All right. Oh, very good. Randy, thank you so much for being here today. I've had a blast. I feel like I we have a special kinship. I know, right? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> like... uh, it's quite possible that I might have to hit you up next time I'm in Phoenix and be like, you want to go get some mac and cheese? Yeah, mac and cheese. <laughs> and then uh, like, I'll introduce you to like, some of my favorite beers. <laughs> so Dude, you sounds to, like, good. Might as well go all out. You know what I mean? Right? If you're going to do it, just go hard or go home, right? <laughs> so, in it to win it. Yes, that's right. So for sure. Yeah, look me up and you know, ping me. You got me information. I'll, uh, I'll take you to the places that I know have good mac and cheese and good beer on tap and... We'll throw down. Sounds good. What's your favorite mac and cheese place in Phoenix? Uh, right now, crazy enough, it's right around the corner, and it's it's probably my favorite because it's so close. Um, is the Yard House? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's like two seconds from my house, so sure. yeah, so it makes it easy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't become go. really picky when it's that time. <laughs> yeah, and then they also have one of the largest selections of beer, yeah, a beer you on know, it. yeah. So it's, it's like available. I'm serving. Yeah. I'm just like totally killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. That's right. Times. Thank you again for being here. Thank you listeners for paying attention and listening to this episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. We will catch you all on the next one. Workout nerd out. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, workout nerd out.